<laughs> there was a little bit of a delight on my computer. I don't know what happened there. But welcome to Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. Um, and we got a lot of things to get through today. We have a lot that happened this week. Big week. Uh, wrestling is wild in 2023. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> um, so we're not going to like harp on the obvious elephant in the room, Vince McMahon. Uh, but we're going to talk about tag team wrestling and give everybody a little break from that disaster that is happening <laughs> in wrestling. <laughs> oh, because everyone's talking Vince McMahon on every show, which they showed is big news, but. We're going to be a little more positive, um, but even if you take out Vince McMahon, we still have a lot to get through, a lot to talk about. It was a big weekend, a big week. A big week. We, we stayed up together. We watched Wrestle Kingdom together. Oh, God. <laughs> My first live Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I, I woke up at like three and I was like, man, I want to go right back to bed. And Kylie was like, nope, you're going to stay up and you're going to watch. And I'm so glad that I watched live. It was a good show. It really went by really fast. I'll say that. It went by a lot faster than I expected. Like, I looked at uh, my phone and it was 5 a.m. Yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> so, shout out to New Japan for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a, a super chat from uh, Ryan. <laughs> I um, knew it. Before I say his joke, I just want to say, if you want your question, your comment, your statement, your dad joke, right on air, uh, submit a super chat and we'll read every single one. That being said... Ryan says, what did the baby corn say to the mama corn? The baby corn say to the mama corn? Yeah. I don't know. Where's popcorn? Oh, I popped. Unintended. <laughs> 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 that was good. I like that. Yeah, it was that was a good dad. You know, sometimes they're not that good. Oh. But every oh, now and again you get a really good one and it makes up for it. I feel like that's how all dad jokes go though, you know? That's, That's so perfect. true. It's perfect. That one was a little sad because, I mean, presumably popcorn's like out of the picture, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, um, moving on, you mentioned Wrestle Kingdom. Um, and I think there's like two big New Japan esque related stories coming out of this week. One is FTR, and the other is the Golden Lovers. So, I'll let Haley pick which one we start with. <laughs> I think we should start with FTR. Okay, so just like a rundown for people who maybe didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom or have been kind of out of the loop. Uh, FTR, they lost their IWGP heavyweight tag team titles at Wrestle Kingdom, which was kind of expected. Like we talked about it on here, it was expected. Um, But it was a a good match. It was a great match. But now FTR's lost all their titles. Uh, And there's like speculation. You know, Dax's podcast comes out this week. It'll probably make everything I'm about to say irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) But there's been speculation. They're going to WWE. They're taking a year off, blah, blah, blah. Um, But like just focusing on their Wrestle Kingdom match uh, and their future in Japan, everything is really, really unclear. Yeah, and like you said, uh, it was definitely to be expected. Um, I feel like that's just kind of the natural progression Mm -hmm. of FTR. Um, It was kind of going down that path. They were losing titles everywhere. Uh, It is is uncertain, though. I I do like FTR in Japan. I wish that we would have gotten to see more of them in Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that maybe sometime down the line, you know, we'll get some of that again. 
I I really do hope so because in AEW we also got the gun gun club. Are they still called the gun club or the gun? Well, I don't know what they're the, what they're calling the, the guns, guns. The guns. We they did like a funeral memorial for FTR. RIP. <laughs> which I I thought was really funny. A lot of people didn't think it was funny, but I, I did. And they played FTR's music, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, they did it! They came straight from Japan. They didn't. It was like, no. it was a joke." But um, I guess for like the in the meantime, FTR is going to be doing stuff in AEW? Question mark. Finally, um, we have a super chat from longtime viewer Hollow who says, "After Kenny versus Osprey and the subsequent Golden Lovers tweets, I haven't been this excited about wrestling in years. Might be a while, but I can wait forever." Listen and I feel like a lot of people are saying that too. Like I feel yeah. like uh, with Kenny's kind of reemergence in New Japan, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, everybody loves New Japan Kenny, and I feel like watching that match with him and Osprey like really reignited that passion and love for wrestling and Kenny Omega. Um, so yeah, and I think um, a lot of people are saying Kenny in New Japan is different from Kenny in you know AW and in North America, and that's true. I think he wrestles a different style, but like Kenny in AW has always been injured. Mm -hmm. It's been, like, 2018 is when his Vertigo stuff started. So, like, give the man a little bit of credit for having, you know, that Iron Man with Pac and that tag with the Young Bucks and Hangman and all this stuff. But uh, Kenny, it's be like, Golden Lovers, I think, is happening, question mark? I don't really know. But also, Kenny tag teaming with Okada on New Year's Dash. Who came up with that? I don't know. But thank you. <laughs> when I, I woke up because I slept in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think you had, like, posted something or, like, it was in the group chat that, like, they had teamed up. And I woke up, and that's the first thing I saw. And I was like, I need to go watch this match right now. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, nothing else. I'm not going pee. I'm not eating until I watch this match. <laughs> yeah, and, like, New Year's Dash is always fun because, you know, a lot of it is left up to mystery. And it's, like, they're really setting up new stories for the coming year and, all, like, all that sort of stuff. One, I didn't expect Kenny to be on New Year's Dash. Um, I'll be like up front. I thought, you know, this is just like he's coming in. He's going to wrestle Osprey. I thought he was going to lose to Osprey and be done. Um, but then he didn't lose to Osprey. And then he's teaming with Okada and making eyes at Okada's IWGP heavyweight title while also still teasing the Abushi reunion and posting pictures with Abushi. So, like, Kenny, I, at least from what I see, is, like, now fully enmeshed in New Japan again. And, you know, I love to see it. You know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, Kenny's contract that's coming up. And I don't know. We don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people were like, oh, like, is he going to go to WWE? Whatever. If Kenny wasn't to stay in AEW, which I don't think that that's even in the question. Um I think the most logical place that he would go is back to Japan. He just looked yeah. so happy. I, I mean, I haven't seen him that happy in so long. It was so great. He wrestled his ass off. You know, he gave he gave the people what we've been hoping for and waiting for. A little bit of a oh. breakaway. Uh, we have another dad joke super chat from Ryan. Again, you can submit your super chats. We'll read every single one. But he's it's a dad joke. It says, what do you call two monkeys who share an Amazon Prime account? What kind of dad joke is this? I don't know. I don't know. Primates. Oh wow. Okay, that was good. See, now he's, this he's is 
He's sitting there Googling good dad jokes. Yeah, I think he got embarrassed by me saying sometimes they're bad. And he's like, you know what? I got to get good ones. And that was, I mean, we love a pun. It, why do. would monkeys have an Amazon Prime account? I don't know. But it is what it is. But anyway, back to what matters. Golden lovers. Uh, and like Kenny wore the Kodobushi shirt. On AW. Uh, on AW. And granted, that was like before Russell Kingdom, but it is what it is. Oh, and then this week uh, is the final of the best of seven mm-hmm. in AEW, the very last one. Uh, Kenny's wrestling it after wrestling it, wrestling that match against Osprey. There was a week off, but still. But two um, back to back, and then immediately like taking that week off and having to wrestle in a ladder match. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter speculating maybe Adam Cole gets involved and like costs the elite. Maybe he helps the elite. Maybe, but like also maybe Abushi's there because um, Abushi is presumably done with New Japan this month. Yep. Whenever that is, I don't know. I'm not Abushi. I don't have his contract. Um, but I think it's a really interesting wrinkle in like the elite story and also like the story of AEW that Kota Abushi now who was, like, far away, off-limits, very, like, very rarely referenced, is now central to this elite story and central to, like, Kenny Omega's story. Yeah. And he's, I guess, still going to have this feud with Osprey and maybe also something with Okada. So it'll be interesting if Kota Ibushi isn't in New Japan and if there's still, like, bad blood there. Like, where this all goes? No, I feel the same. Um, and I, I do feel like, we're going to see a lot of interesting stuff on AEW television this week. It's a very big episode of Dynamite. Um, so anything is possible, you know? And I, I don't think that these Abushi teases seemingly coming out of nowhere all of a sudden are a coincidence. No, I 100, I 100% agree. I think uh, probably since he left New Japan, I think Kenny has kind of wanted to finish this Golden Lover story because it was left so abruptly. And Will Ospreay, of course, is a big figure in that because of the Kota Bushi concussion injury and everything. Um, I just don't know, like, when it happens. Like, <laughs> and that's part of the fun, I guess, and part of the fun of, you know, following Kenny Omega and everything he does in wrestling. Um, but I do think it was funny how happy Kenny Omega was to be Okada's partner <laughs> at New Year's oh. Dash. He was, like, thrilled. <laughs> no, I loved it so much. It was so wholesome. It was so great. I loved it so much. I had a great time with New Japan. I loved Wrestle Kingdom. I love New Year's Dash. Um, I'm very confident where New Japan is going, which really says a lot because I haven't been confident in New Japan in years. Like the pandemic just destroyed the company for me. So I'm excited about that. Me too. And I know we've said it before, but I'm going to keep saying it. This is the most excited that I think I can speak for both of us to have been mm-hmm. for uh, New Japan in a while. Uh, I'm feel like I'm entering or re-entering my New Japan era. So like you know, <laughs> New Japan era. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just, but I just think that like the direction that they're going is really exciting, and I can't wait to see you know where they take some of these storylines. Yeah. Oh, we have a super chat from. Mm-hmm. Rob, Rob says, what did, oh, it's a joke. Okay, what did Devon say to Bubba Ray at McDonald's? Oh, God, what? Test the fries. 
And he says, oh, keep kicking ass, good. ladies. Your friends at Coexisting. Coexisting is probably my favorite wrestling podcast. It's so good. It's so if good. You guys watch Coexisting, you're missing out. Listen, everyone go watch Coexisting. Rob and Maggie are the best. And then we have another super chat from the Pro Wrestling Podcast who just says, I got a dollar. <laughs> hey, 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 you know? Uh Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm clicking so many things right now. Uh, <laughs> I want to click uh, Ryan's, what he said in the chat, and then Collins with a super chat. Kylie and Haley fan club. Any Royal Rumble predictions, winners or new feuds? Ooh. The Royal Rumble super interesting this year because it's the first Triple H booked Royal Rumble, uh, like the match itself, which is really interesting because you would think that he would really want to make a statement with it, with who he chooses as winners and like, the Iron Man spot and like all the, the tropes of the Royal Rumble. Um, for me, I was team Cody for the longest time. Cody wins the men's rumble. But and I tweeted this and a lot of people agreed with me. I'm team Sami Zayn now because I think Cody can win the title from anyone and it'll be just as impactful. And But I think um, Sami winning the rumble, that means a lot more for Sami Zayn's career. And I think Triple H knows that. I think that's like his style of booking, what he really likes to do. Uh, for the women's rumble, I'm just, I have no idea. Zero idea. I would love to see uh, Naomi if she comes back. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like this would be the perfect, you know, place to bring her back. So I would love to see her. But otherwise, I have no idea for the women. The women's division for like a Triple H promotion, which is weird. The women's division is weak. Very, very weak. Uh, you know, they did the right thing getting the belt off of Ronda. But there's, like, there's nothing really happening. Uh, so, going into, like, WrestleMania season, I'm not really confident on the women's side. But I think it'll be really interesting if Sammy wins the Royal Rumble, how that tension with Roman um, influences Sami Zayn's relationship with Kevin Owens. And if that you know, for, they forge an alliance there of some kind and like um, it going into WrestleMania, if, you know, the bloodline turns on Sammy or vice versa, like how Kevin Owens factors into that. I think this story, you have a great, great opportunity to make like long time stars in Sammy and Kevin Owens. And I think WWE can't pass it up. And I think too, like adding this wrinkle, as you like to call it, <laughs> with like Sammy in the bloodline, I think it's been so refreshing for the story and i think it's what it needed so i think that having sammy win the rumble it makes a lot of sense it really does so i wouldn't be mad at that yeah we have super chat from chris who's also our adopted dad he says i got it sammy and cody co-win like lex and brett and then challenge separately for the wwe and universal belts to split them i'm a genius listen <laughs> the fact that like that's like a thing that i could see happening <laughs> I mean, WWE always does hokey stuff like that. They do. They would totally do it. They would. And, and it, it, they would just happen. It, we would all just have to accept it. But it's really weird because you also have The Rock sort of like still lurking around. Yeah. Roman versus The Rock, which is a big match, which you would want to do um, for WrestleMania, which I totally get. It's like a big draw and The Rock is like the biggest actor in Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. But, like, do you need the title for that? Like, and I understand WWE, basically, they're booked into a, a corner. 
And Roman just has to be the champion at WrestleMania because there's no credible challengers and it's too late really to have him drop the belts. I get all that. Um, But I would like to see them. I don't know how you would do it. Like maybe Sammy, he wins the rumble and he can only challenge for one belt. And then Roman gets to keep one. And then you go into WrestleMania night two against the rock for that other belt. And then maybe you could continue the bloodline story from there, but it's like, it presents so many issues. Well, yeah, and, like, at this point, like, regardless of how they choose to split the titles, which I'm hoping they're still planning to split the titles, regardless of how they do it, it's, like, it's going to be ridiculous, and it's just going to be stupid because that's just how it has to be at this point. Same thing with the Usos. Oh, <laughs> oh Haley liked that one. <laughs> We're not even going to get into the Uso situation. I can't. Every time I think about it, I just can't. The WWE tagged, and that's another big disappointment for me with the Triple H uh, regime. I guess the Triple H, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like tag and women's wrestling were like two of the strongest things of black and gold NXT. And it's like Triple H gets the main roster with all this like, you know, world renowned talent, like these elite athletes. And he's like, uh, we're going to keep the Usos as double champs. Um, women's division, who cares? Women's tag division, who cares? And now we're here's Royal Rumble, and it's like nothing except except for the bloodline, basically. I, I will say, like, there's interesting stuff with like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Like, I'm really into that. Um, I'm really into Imperium. Like, I saw I went to SmackDown at the end of December and I saw Imperium and I was I thought they were really cool. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. And we have another super chat from the Pro Wrestling Podcast who says I'm hard at work, so I can't hear a word you guys are saying, but I hope y'all are having a super Monday. Uh, well, I hope you go back and watch this. You. Yeah. It's like, focus on your work. Yeah. Like, hello. But I am having a super Monday. My semester started, uh, I TA on Mondays, and it's a very interesting class, a very big class, which I'm excited for being trusted with a big class, finally. But back to wrestling. Um I don't know. Like I'm this Royal Rumble. I'm ex- on one hand, I'm excited because it's Triple H's first one, but on the other hand, I'm like, I, I haven't hated WWE with Triple H, but I they're like big, big areas where I'm very disappointed. So maybe this is where he fixes it. I don't know. I hope so. You know what? I'm hopeful for it. <clears throat> the Rumble and Mania season in general is, you know, my favorite part of wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. So I hope that, like, with the new year and kind of things wrapping up um, and new storylines starting, that he can just clean slate and, you know. And we are going to assume that Vince McMahon is not involved in creative and will not become involved in creative. Um, fingers crossed well, he's for that. He's staying away, so uh, he better stay away. He said he was, uh, but he's a lying liar who lies. So. I'm afraid about that, but we're going to pretend like he's not there. We're going to talk about wrestling like he's not there. And every the WWE sale, guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a business person. I I have stocks, but, like, I didn't choose, like, I have a, there's advisors for that. So, so it's like, I don't know anything about sales. I don't know anything about Comcast. So, like, if you're coming here for, like, business analysis of the WWE sale, we're not the girls for you. No, and there's so many other incredible journalists and writers and things mm-hmm. that break all of that down and 
you know, content creators. So definitely go check all of them out. Oh, we, <laughs> we're, 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 we're like, we're creative girlies. We're not, yeah. business, girlies. We're not business girlies. <laughs> and I, you know, you know what? I never will be. And I've accepted that. Same. I'm not that kind of smart. I've accepted it in this moment just now. <laughs> I have accepted it in this moment just now. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Ryan said, I think Triple H is struggling a bit. Shows how hard booking major TV shows can be. It also shows how hard booking WWE can be with how they need to present their product. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because like black and gold NXT, like there were issues with it, but it was, you could see like Triple H's passion for it. And like, especially the talent he pushed and like all the stories and everything. But like, that's not, that's not what I'm getting from main roster Triple H. Like, it's very. It's not as bad as Vince. It will never be as bad as Vince. And I think, I think it ever got as bad as, as Vince. I would just say it was Vince who just is now in charge of creative. But going into Royal Rumble, like I'm excited about wrestling because of Wrestle Kingdom, and I think AEW is going to have a big show. And I'm like January is fun. Um, but yeah, I I do think Triple H is struggling, and maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but that's how I feel. <laughs> well, I think too booking like five hours of television versus NXT is very different especially the black and gold era it was very rugged and like they could get away with a lot more than you can get away with on regular TV so that's a transition too um but you know I hope that things are kind of settling in for him and Mm -hmm. the rumble like you said will be a hard reset fingers crossed um and I hope, like in the next in the next few days or so, we get like more mm-hmm. uh, a bit a better feeling about what's going on. But speaking about things, I have no clue what's going on. AEW, <laughs> which okay, let me <laughs> let me walk you through my roller coaster of emotions with yeah. this this Tony Storm thing. Okay, so basically going to AEW, I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that Soraya's mystery partner is Mercedes. I'm like. She debuted at, at uh, Wrestle Kingdom where, you, and then she's on the New Japan website. Like, she's challenging for this title. She just wants to be involved with stardom, blah, blah, blah. She's taking pictures with FTR, which they're friends, but also. Um, and then so going in, I'm like, okay. And then we had the Britt Baker promo. And Britt Baker says, I don't know what she said, but she's something like, I'm the boss of I'm AEW. Boss. And winks. Yeah. Like, a dramatic wink like that, too. Yeah. And... My southern accent came out there for a second. I don't know if you heard it. Um, but anyway, and then the show goes on. It goes on, whatever. We had a, a which I thought was a great women's tag with Jade and the baddies. But I don't know where that story's going with Red Velvet. But we'll talk about that in a second. And then Soraya. It's Soraya, Tony Storm, and Sheeta. Uh, and Renee's their interviewer. And Soraya says, like, I'm in a team with the best wrestler in the world, Tony Storm. And Renee's like, huh? And she just like, huh? And I was like, huh? I don't, if it's, okay. I understand AW is, they know that people are expecting Mercedes and stopping that now, like saying it's Tony, because they probably don't have Mercedes yet or ever. I get it. But it was like such a weird turnaround from like just an hour before, if it was even an hour with Britt Baker with the blatant Mercedes tees. So I kind of like that, like, there's so much uncertainty and nobody has a damn idea about what's going on. Like, I kind of like that. And I miss that about wrestling because I feel like 
with all of the like backstage reports and things and leaks like we hear so much about things that are going on that it's like not really that exciting anymore so I like that we have absolutely no idea but yeah two, I feel like if Tony does get her and she does appear on TV I don't think she wrestles I think that the Sheeta kind of like heel teases mm-hmm. maybe she takes out Storm and it leaves uh Soraya in like a handicapped situation and Mercedes comes out and like you know evens things up but she doesn't like wrestle you know yeah I feel like New Japan would want to save her for their match and like having her big return match be there especially with all those tickets moved and stuff I I think that that's kind of the route that they would want to go no I definitely agree um because she is New Japan stardom talent like as far as we know she's not signed to AEW um and there's you know reports that she it's a big commitment because AEW would probably want like three or five years. They want like they want good time with her, which is fair. It's AEW. They you know should do that. Uh, it's just weird to me because this is a match with Soraya Britt Baker and Jamie Hader, who are undeniably the biggest stars in the division, and that's to me is a perfect way to have Mercedes come in with the biggest stars in the division. Um, but if it is Tony Storm and she doesn't get taken out by Sheeta. I'm worried, one, about the reception of that from a live crowd who isn't anticipating Mercedes, and two, um, viewers at home who have been talking about Mercedes relentlessly for weeks since this got announced. And AEW did kind of, like, squash the hopes of Mercedes, saying it's Tony Storm, whatever. Um, But to me, they should have done that from the beginning and said that this is Tony Storm and Soraya. And then you could have, if you're going to do an injury angle with Sheeta, you could have built that and then taken Tony out. And if you had Mercedes, but then if you don't have Mercedes, then you ne- you said it was Tony Storm from the beginning, and it's fine. Like to me, it's like a weird um, situation. We have a super chat from Bryant, who is another one of our good friends, who says, "Lucky to have gotten a ticket to Battle in the Valley. Happy Mercedes was able to practically sell the place out. Chances Kyrie versus Mercedes is the main event. Always proud of you both." I think it's 100% going to be the main event. Yeah. That match, like Mercedes herself moved tickets for New Japan in a way New Japan hasn't had since the Elite. In North America, I should say. Preface that. Um, that was crazy. In world, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I So I think that's 100% the main event. I don't think there's anything New Japan could put there that would be remotely comparable. And you have like Tanahashi saying New Japan Strong is done. So oh I don't know what I don't know what's going on in New Japan with their North American expansion, but if Kyrie Mercedes is their biggest uh, match they could have at Battle in the Valley, and that needs to be the main event, I hundred percent agree. Um, but back to the this AEW match, uh, I almost feel like they need to find a way, and maybe this is horrible of me because for poor Tony Storm to find a way to like if they don't have Mercedes take out Tony and make it Soraya versus Jamie. Like, make it a singles somehow. Like, I I don't think this match can go on as planned if they don't have Mercedes. Like, with, with the energy people had about the Tony Storm announcement and, like, things I saw on Twitter, it's like, oof, 
AW's in a bad spot with that. I agree. And I think that that would be the most comparable thing because mm-hmm. it's still a big match. And I would hope that, like, people, I mean, like, people are going to be let down regardless if it's not Mercedes. But, like, yeah. at least, like, they'll, you're still getting what you pay for with a big women's match. Um, it's going to deliver. And they were going to wrestle either way. So, you know. Yeah, it's just it's such a sticky situation. And there's people on uh, Twitter. I can't remember who came, like came up with this, but um, basically, Britt like way back when gave Soraya tickets to AEW in Los Angeles. So there's people saying maybe Mercedes is like in the crowd and she's in disguise and like is revealed at that point, and then you build a match for like Revolution maybe, um, which is still like two months away. So even that, I'm, like, a little iffy on. Because I 100% get New Japan wanting her to wrestle there first. And I think that's fair. Completely fair. And I think AW owes New Japan that. <laughs> I think they really do. Um, it's just AW's in such a weird spot now. Because if Mercedes is in the crowd, you... Uh, <laughs> a reminder that all Super Chats go towards our classic course of WWE. And Haley and I... Haley and I will be on the board of directors. We are. We are on the board. By the way. Um, So if you want that to happen, you want to save WWE from the evil clutches of Comcast, presumably, uh, make sure you super chat and we'll raise billions of dollars just this way. Exactly. Period. Um, But back to AEW. With the... And not that I want to, like, pigeonhole Mercedes in some way. But there's also people who are still anticipating Jade and Mercedes. And Mercedes being the one to beat Jade in her 50th match, 49th match, whatever it ends up being. I don't know math. But um, that's and that's interesting because then Red Velvet, like that story is like a red herring. And the breakup of the baddies has been weird, in my opinion. uh, Because there's like no real reason why Kira Hogan. And but... Regardless, um, that maybe that maybe that's what they're saving it for. Maybe they're going to completely write her out of this Britt Baker thing, and then like at Revolution, a surprise debut against Jade. I think that's possible too, especially if um, Chris Stat, you know, she's still healing up, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are still waiting for that title match. But if we aren't going to get that, you know, we need a big fill-in and I feel like Mercedes and Jade perfect yeah and I mean I feel bad for poor Red Velvet in that situation because I think she's been like built up to be because there's no Chris Stat I think she's like the logical one now to be Jade and they've been really building that story but you know what she can take that out on Mercedes (laughs) because well Red Velvet versus Mercedes gold absolute gold AW's women's division is in a really good spot, which is hilarious because if you told me that at this time last year, I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> no, literally. Um, yeah, if you guys know anything about Kylie and I, we've had like shows in the past and, you know, we had a women's show together and it kind of started <laughs> because of our disdain to how the AW women's division at the time was being run. <laughs> so. <laughs> Listen, go back and watch. If you go back and you watch our critique of the AW Women's Division video, uh, it's on should still be on Fightful Overbook. Uh-huh. A lot of the issues we had have been addressed. They have. We have. 
Which shout out, shout out to Madison Rain for that. I'm gonna always put her over every tag talk. She's getting put over because I love her. Period. We love Madison Rain here. We really, oh, we really do. And sticking with AEW, um, so I, I don't know. If, was the match announced? Yeah, it was. Hook and uh, Jungle Boy. Yes. Okay. Can I just one say, night only? One night only. Listen. I loved this. And maybe I'm like being childish about it, like with my love for it. But something about Jungle Boy and Hook is like incredible to me. I love it so much. It's such a spectacle, right? It like, really is. expect it to be, but it is. It's so, And it's so weird. Because like Jungle Boy and Hook are two completely different characters. but And they wrestle completely differently. And their careers have been completely different. But and like the wrestling, like Big Bill, but we're gonna ignore that. And and it's like jungle hook. Like, I don't want this to be one night only. I know. Look, we we were deprived of Hookhausen, okay? Like that, we just we got teases for that and nothing ever came of that. So I feel like jungle hook, you have to deliver on jungle hook, and it can't be one night only. They have a shirt on shop AEW. Just keep it going. Put out all the merch. It's be- it's going to become a bestseller. Like, they're going to be the best tag team in the division. Just keep it going. Full, full yeah. yeah, maybe, like, they wrestle the match and they just really feel the chemistry. And they're like, you know what? Let's let's keep it going. Like, we have something here. I would love that so much. I love you know so much. Like, just sitting here and, like, giggling. Like, they just make me so happy for no reason. I just, I love the idea of them. Yeah, and like you know, the Gun Club is you know doing this thing with FTR where they're being annoying, and I, it is what it is. But imagine the Gun Club against Jungle Hook. Like, imagine how good Jungle Hook would look in that with these annoying idiots. And there's so many like matchups and opportunities that like we wouldn't we wouldn't get. Yeah, FTR versus Jungle Hook, the Young Bucks private party there's so many options 2.0 uh maria says what are your thoughts on the potential breakup of the best friends it looks like there's friction this is okay i have been anticipating best friends issues since danhausen was introduced and danhausen started doing like the evil thing with the teeth which the aw hasn't done a whole lot with since then which is weird but it is whatever um i think if the best friends do break up i think they come back together i don't think aw breaks up the best friends permanently i think there's more value in the best friends than there is in trent as a singles chuck as a singles orange cassidy as a singles um and danhausen so i think even if they break up i think it'll be a heart-wrenching story of them coming back together being the best friends, like friendship over everything, cheesy, you know, Hallmark, Roses stuff. Yeah, kind of similar to what we've talked about with like Dark Order needing mm-hmm. to do, um, which that's a whole other thing with like BTE and stuff. And <laughs> the Rick Ross thing. <laughs> I, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, sorry, did I cut you off? No. Oh, but. Um, back to Jungle Hook, just because I had some more thoughts on that. 
it will be interesting. And like the fact that they're billing it as one night only makes me feel like it's not one night only that something's going to happen. Maybe Christian and Luchasaurus get involved again. And like hook has to help jungle boy. And he's like jungle boy's only friend. Maybe something like that. So sad. A jungle, well, jungle boy. Listen, <laughs> everyone turns on jungle boy. I know. And what is he doing? Yeah. That's making this happen. Absolutely nothing. Oh, you have no, you don't think he's shady at all. No, I don't. Wow. I think Jungle Boy could do no wrong. Wow, that's a statement. I think that Hook is a great judge of character. So if Hook is Team Jungle Boy, then I'm Team Jungle Boy. Hook is Hook and tag team with Danhausen, who is you know kayfabe evil. And you're saying this to a Danhausen fan. <laughs> I love I'm a Danhausen fan. I like Danhausen, but I think. I think Hook is in for a big year. Yeah. I and I don't know if that, if he, if it's, oh my goodness. If it's bigger for him to be like a singles Hook or in Jungle Hook. Or even Hookhausen. I think Hookhausen has like, has life in it still. I'm just, I just love Hook, I guess. Maybe that's like the theme here. Everything Hook does, I love. We're Hookers. We're hookers <laughs> for life, always. <laughs> oh, that is anyway. Anyway, um, and I'm not even gonna talk. I guess we we kind of have to talk about Jeff Jarrett for a second. Can we? <laughs> uh, I the acclaimed. I love the acclaimed. I think they're doing great. I think um, and I put this on Twitter. They're selling as much merch as Mercedes on Pro Wrestling Tees. Yeah. So they're doing great. But this Jeff Jarrett thing, I I didn't hate the match. I hate that they're the Jeff Jarrett Alliance. What are they? What's their faction called? <laughs> I don't even know. Do they have a they're name? Friends. I don't know. The, everyone calls them TNA, so I'm going to call them TNA. Um, I hate that they're still a thing. I know. I thought that, like, Jeff Jarrett was going to come in and it was going to be, like, a one-off match. And then he was going to do, like, his, like, backstage role and that was going to be that. But that didn't happen. And now here we are. <laughs> um, super chat from Chris, who was our adopted dad, who says, this is so you don't talk about Jeff Jarrett. Thank you. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk about Jeff Jarrett anymore. Uh. Hold on, let me. Do you have anything you wanted to talk about? No. Oh my god, did we hit all? We've only been live for thirty-eight minutes. Haley. I feel like we there's more to our list. I made a list of things that we wanted to talk about, and I think there's got to be something we're missing. Let's see. You want to talk about hard to kill? Oh, we have. A oh yeah. Cat <laughs> from Pavlo says, "I jokingly wrote, get ready for new champs, Jarrett and Lethal, on your last stream." So for a few sex on Wednesday, I was like, no, I manifested it. Damn you, tag talk. Listen, <laughs> listen if they had won, if Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal had won and beat the Acclaims, I would have cut came here and I would have blamed you. <laughs> we would have <laughs> we would have done an emergency tag talk episode. Emergency. <laughs> yes. Right as it happened. Going head to head with AW Dynamite. 
<laughs> Listen, when um when it happens, like uh Aubrey hadn't come out yet, and I had typed up a tweet that was basically like, This is the worst thing to ever happen to me. <laughs> I was that like upset. Yeah. I was really upset because I was like, There's no way. They really swerved us. And that's such a TNA thing to do, to have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal beat the acclaimed. And I was like, there's no way this man is bringing TNA into my AEW. But it, it was fine. Because I got scared. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I was, listen, my heart dropped. It was the worst thing. And I guess that's the point, that you're supposed to be afraid. But... <laughs> At least Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal are, like, self-aware enough to know that we hate them. Oh, yeah. At least we have that. <laughs> uh, King of the oh, North no. says, um, those two tactile matches were awesome. We all need to apologize to Jeff Jarrett. Absolutely. No, listen. What do we have? I have had beef with Jeff Jarrett since I was, like, six years old. Period. Okay? <laughs> Period. So I am not going to apologize for being mean to Jeff Jarrett. It's just not going to happen. End of. So, did you want to end with Hard to Kill? Yeah, or did you? I think we should. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. take it away. I guess. <laughs> so, Hard to Kill is this weekend, um, and we did want to talk about it because uh, I think that there's some interesting stuff on this card outside of, you know, mm. uh, the Josh Alexander and. Billy Ray match and the false yeah. count match, um, and the knockout. the knockout world title match is really interesting, or the number one contenders match. I'm excited for it. I can't lie. Yeah. Um, I think that Masha is kind of being not bred, but for lack of a better term, like, and not groomed either, but like she's like being built up for impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I'm super excited for her and Taylor Wilde too. Um, I was super excited to see her in this match. Yeah, so for people, maybe we don't have a lot of Impact fans in the chat, but it's uh, a number one contendership for the uh, Knockouts World Title. It's Deanna Perazzo versus Killer Kelly versus Masha Slamovich versus Taylor Wilde, which is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, but there is like a tag. What are they billing it as? Tag team elimination for the Impact World Tag Titles, which I am the most excited for. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> uh, hold on, let me pull it up to make sure I have um, the right players. A Bleacher Report. Period. Let's go. Um, Bleacher Report. Shout out to Bleacher Report. Uh, No, this is not the right year, Bleacher Report. PW Torch instead. <laughs> okay. 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 Here's the card. Okay, yes. It's Motor City Machine Guns versus Heath and Rhino, which I didn't know was still a thing until yes. I started watching Impact again. <laughs> um, well, I took a break from Impact. But well, I know. Versus, it's major, nice. okay. versus Major Players versus Bullet Club. Can I just say... I don't think Impact could have done a better tag team match than this one. Or they could have booked a better one, I should say. The Impact tag division is really great right now. Um, yeah. And these are some of their strongest teams that they have, maybe outside of, like, one or two others. Um, so I think it's going to be really great. I'm excited. 
Yeah, it is definitely shining. Well, it's shining one because they get the Bullet Club from New Japan because they have that relationship, which has been really good um, for Impact and also for New Japan Strong, like having those talent. Uh, and two, because Impact is really weak in, in my opinion, in other areas. Um, like the digital media championship, like all of that, I think has been weak. Um, Bully Ray is here for some reason. Um, I don't know why he's this, he's there, but it's okay. Uh, the X division has been good, but I I I have a, some issues with it, but that's not. I don't want to get into that because I want to hype up Impact because I want all of you to watch Hard to Kill. Uh, and the Knockouts uh, Championship versus Mickey James' career. It's Jordan Grace versus Mickey James. That has been wild to me and to think that jordan grace who we've watched become like the star in impact to think that she could be the one to retire mickey james i'm excited about that i really am i don't know if we're gonna see it but you know i don't know if we will either but like the fact that she's in that role like i'm so excited about that for jordan grace because i've always felt like jordan grace has been underrated Mm -hmm. and i think up until like i would say last year she was kind of like in the shadow of a woman who will not be named who is from Impact and now is gone from the world. Um, and, and the shadow of her husband, John Gresham. Um, so I, I'd like to see her come into her own. And now she really has done a great job. And she's learned a lot. And she's gotten a lot better as a wrestler, as a character, all that stuff. Um, and so I'd like, I'm really happy to see her in the spot. And I'm really glad that Impact trusts her. with Because Mickey James' retirement match, maybe that's like a big deal like that's a big deal for women's wrestling so i'm excited about it i'm also excited for the death dolls versus excuse me versus <laughs> tasha Steele's, uh giselle and savannah yes. i think it's gonna be good um i think that the death dolls um are gonna come out victorious here uh but it is interesting seeing the teases of the breakup between um tasha and savannah yeah, and it's impact. You know, there I have my gripes with it, and like a lot of people have their gripes with it. But one thing they do really, really well is building tag teams and breaking them apart in like meaningful ways. Not just with the uh, the knockouts tag division, the men too. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, watch Hard to Kill. <laughs> um, I this is a really great card, and maybe I should just like um, run down some of it so like we mentioned josh alexander versus bully ray which is what it is that's not what you're coming here for jordan grace versus mickey james gold the uh tag team match i mentioned trey miguel versus black taurus for the x division title jonathan gresham versus eddie edwards with jonathan gresham being an impact is a big deal um the number one contenders match diana masha taylor and killer kelly Joe Hendry versus Moose, which is not what you're coming here for, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so, like, overall, it's a really, really great card. And I I think Impact in New Japan, not to, like, bring everything back to New Japan and AEW, but I think Impact in New Japan having that relationship, I hope in the future that translates, like, phases us back into Impact and AEW having a relationship because I think it would be really interesting to see um, – like aw's blossoming women's tag scene going into impact like you know roh is there but it is it's just there um 
but like sharing talent in that way, I'm like, I see these, these, like the knockouts division, singles tag, whatever. And I'm like, I would love to see Jordan Grace, Russell Jade. And I would love to see Masha versus um, Britt Baker or versus like Layla Hirsch or like all these things. And like, we're not getting it. And I really, 2023, we need to unite against the evil that is WWE. Period. And you know, I, I saw a lot of people mentioning online um, the like all the elite women reality type show thing that they're filming, but people wanting to turn that into like a women's wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if there's a market for it, then I would love to see that down the line. I think that would be cool. Or like an all women's pay-per-view. I think that that would be sick. But bringing in talent from Japan and, yes. and stuff like that and doing like a forbidden door for women's wrestling oh could you imagine it'd wow. be so good and like mercedes and Kyrie, granted that's like a very special occasion but they've proven that women's wrestling draws in america and i think if you i think interest in like forbidden door stuff has never been higher i think people i think coming out of wrestle kingdom people are like this could be really really fun especially because Omega Osprey had an all-time classic. FTR had a great match. Carl Anderson was there. Um, and then Mercedes. And so I think moving forward, maybe that's like my bold prediction for 2023. Uh, more women's forbidden door stuff. I think stardom and New Japan, uh, I guess Bushi Road, like moving into North America and the West. I think women being at the forefront of that is fantastic. I'm so stoked to see it. Uh, and I would like to see AEW and Impact get their fingers on some stardom talent and really do some fun stuff. And I don't know if we're getting a Forbidden Door pay-per-view to AEW New Japan. I have no idea. Listen, uh, but with- we do, we're going to be their front row, Riley. So true. But like, it's, I think it's really cool because um, Kenny Omega's back and he's, since AEW started, been a supporter of Joshi. And bringing in like the best women's wrestlers, Joshi talent from Japan. And I also think it's interesting um, that we haven't really, I mean, I think they're still building like a women's blood and guts in AW, but I think it'd be fun if we did forbidden door blood and guts with the women and have, you could do stardom versus AEW. You could do, you could do anything with it, but it would be a lot of fun. And so I'm excited about that. Now I want to campaign for that. Cause that would be really interesting. Uh, we have a super chat from Kyle from Elite POV. Love Elite P- POV. Check them out. Just says hi, friends. Well, hi, Kyle. Kyle. Uh, we you missed all of our FTR talk. We talked FTR. <laughs> we did. Uh, we the episode. And Golden Lovers and Mercedes, and we're like wrapping up. But thank you for being here. Elite POV. Every everyone from Elite POV is great. You guys should check them out. Um. But yeah, and this kind of like sums it up. TJ versus uh, Ruby and Willow Street Fight. Like AEW has a women's tag division. Yeah. And it's... And I don't think... I don't know if they need women's tag titles. I don't know if they want them. I mean, I would want them, but it is what it is. But it's like... In terms of forbidden door things, like it feels closer than ever that we're going to get an AEW stardom bridge. And... And any TJ versus Ruby Willow Street fight, yeah. TJ versus anyone in stardom, give it to me. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm being naive in that. Um, 
but like I think Sheeta being as successful as she is in AW and Riho and Yuka and um like all these Joshi talent like Maki Ito coming into AW and being successful. Listen, AW, knock, knock, knock. Hello. <laughs> like capitalize on it. What are you doing? I don't know what they're doing. And like I feel like the women kind of get buried under the men's division because CM Punk's coming back, maybe. And I don't know, Adam Cole's coming back, maybe. But like the women are right there and they're doing great stuff. Kyle says, also, Kylie, love the shirt. Fire me up. I'm wearing my Elite shirt. I got it for Christmas. I think it's really cute. Um, but, yeah, I think the AW Women's Division has come a long way, like, training-wise, in-ring, um, all that sort of stuff. So I'm hoping something comes of this Mercedes, Tony, Soraya, Britt Baker tag situation where we get something productive out of it that isn't just – we thought we would get Mercedes and we didn't get Mercedes or we did, but she's not wrestling for two months, whatever it ends up being. I hope we get something out of it. Like women's blood and guts lore. That's what I want. Are those your closing thoughts? Those are my closing thoughts. <laughs> my closing thoughts, man. Um, I don't know. <laughs> my brain is so empty after this week of wrestling. There's just been so much to yeah. ingest, I guess. Um, but man, I'm just excited for the direction of tag team wrestling. I think that it's really positive right now and we love to see that. So, yeah, I think, I think Russell Kingdom like really raised the morale of tag talk. A lot, yes, we really did because we were kind of getting a little like, Ugh. well, it's because like, we're so like disenfranchised with WWE and, uh, Impact was good, but it was like there's a lot of stuff on Impact I don't like. And AW like had a bad end to 2022. With the ex- like December was good, but you know what I mean. But like what Wrestle Kingdom and and AW like doing the Lord's work <laughs> for tag team wrestling. You know what? They really are. Shout out to New Japan. <laughs> Shout out to New Japan. Uh, do you want to do your plugs? Um. Yeah. Okay, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at HaleyAnn underscore. Um, I'm a writer and editor for Nerds and Beyond. Um, I do, like, nerdy and wrestling stuff over there, so you can check that out if you would like. I have a... Su- Whoa. <laughs> I heard Whoa. myself on your end. That was crazy. Um, I have a Substack. You guys can subscribe to it. It's free. It's called The Wrestling Muse. Um, we also are really trying very hard to get back into romanticized wrestling. We say it all the time and we should stop making promises, but listen, we swear. Listen, let's pinky promise we'll film something this week. Listen, maybe, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. We're going to film something on the Golden Lovers. Okay. This week. Okay. We'll get it done. Okay. Um, but yeah. Oh, also, I, if you guys would like to hear more of me, um, I was on LGBT in the Ring uh, podcast with Brian, um, and we just kind of talked about my start in journalism and how I got my start in wrestling and how I fell in love with wrestling and being um, queer in wrestling media. So if you guys would like to check that out, you can. It's uh, linked on my Twitter. And those are my plugs. Here's the big plug. Okay. Here we go. Follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. 
Uh, also follow at Romantic Wrestle on Twitter. That is Romanticized Wrestling. You will see updates of our Golden Lovers episode on Romanticized Wrestling Twitter. We're going to do it now because yes. we have to. After this, I'm going to make the thumbnail. We have to. Period. Um, oh, also subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. If you're watching this after we go live, hello. Please leave a comment below. Let us know what you think about anything we talked about or anything we didn't talk about. Maybe you felt like we missed something. Let us know. It was a big week in wrestling. There was a lot to cover. Um, and like this video and interact with us. Do all the things. Go watch other shows on Fightful Overbooked. We talked about um, Coexisting. And Coexisting also has Coexisting After Dark on Select, Fightful Select. Go check that out. There's a bunch of other great shows. Tim and Joel, they did a show. If you want to learn about Vince McMahon, go watch that. Lots of great things happening on Fightful Overbooked. So make sure you subscribe to be a part of that. Uh, Tack Talk is live every Monday at 3 p.m. right here. You know where to find us because you're here. Um, we have a lot of, like, good ideas for this this little show that we have, and I would like you guys to be part of it. Um, we didn't really talk. We didn't really talk about my sister's FaceTiming me, so I'll wrap it up. We didn't really talk about this man, but that's fine. We're not business girlies. But we'll see you guys next week. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.